What if you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious? Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Hello, everyone. I am back as part of this year-long series about living a more sustainable plus ambitious year. And today I'm here for our third quarter check-in where we'll do some assessing and see how we might want to adapt for this final quarter of the year of 2022. And I appreciate that recently I've had several people actually tell me how much they appreciate these planning episodes. And I'm so grateful to hear that feedback and to know that just so that I know, hey, people appreciate these. Please continue on with them. So it's super helpful for me to hear that feedback. So thank you so much for those of you who've been sharing. Now, I'm going to be splitting this episode, actually, or this topic, I should say, rather, into two episodes. The first here will be about reflecting on the third quarter and looking back and seeing how it's gone and what we've learned about. And I'm going to also in this episode share some big learning that I've had this quarter. It's actually really been a growth quarter for me with some new observations. It just goes to show we are growing and learning all the time, all of us as adults. It's not just kids. (laughs) It continues into adulthood and as we age. So I'll share what I've learned in hopes it's helpful to you. And what I've learned is really what's inspired how I'm terming uh, or titling, I should say, this episode, this idea of having a discernment between this or that. And I should also maybe just say that it's not always this or that, but it could be living in this and that. So I'll say more about that as we get towards the end. Then in the next episode, I'll put out in in just a couple more days, I'll come back to plan for Q4 together and have us look at how we can avoid the end of year crush. And I'll admit that I'm borrowing this topic and it's phrasing from another group session I was in where someone asked this question of the group, like how can we avoid the end of year crush? And I think it's a perfect topic for us to pick up here to close out the sustainable and ambitious year. Like, how can we really be ambitious with this last quarter and through the holidays and really make it sustainable, not have it crush us? Now, I also want to proactively share that some of us might be saying, oh my gosh, it's the end of the year. How did it get here so fast? Before we know it, it will be the holidays, et cetera. So my guidance for those of you who might be hearing those voices is to pause and think, what do I want to think and feel instead? as I enter this end of year. For some of you who have been listening for a while, you know that I've been talking about pace for some time, probably for like the last year, actually. And I talked about how I have been working on this and really setting an intention to not take on these rush narratives. And even when I start to feel this way, here's one thing that I do. I pause and then I go back and I reflect on 
the time that has taken place. So either over a quarter or, you know, in this case, I might even think about the entire year and really think about the arc of how the year has gone and what's taken place and what activities I've enjoyed and experienced. And it will start to remind me, wow, I've had a really great year. It's been full, which I've really enjoyed. I've had these really great experiences. I've connected with people. And it just calms my energy down in terms of like this narrative of of it having gone by quickly. And instead, I'm able to kind of go back and re-experience those experiences I had. And they help build up my resilience stores. I can remember them or really appreciate them. And it just makes me feel better about the year overall. And like it hasn't been rushed that I have had these great experiences and times. So it's just a way to rethink about this idea that things are so rushed and really instead to pause and reflect and reframe that narrative towards like, perhaps it's been full and I've had really great enriching experiences. My hope is that is the case for you. You might end up reflecting and having some different experiences, but there's also learning in that. But I just encourage you, if you're having this kind of sense of kind of the end of year is coming. Maybe we'll come back to that as we get into the second part of this uh, episode where I'm breaking it into two. So I'll leave that for now. Um, And before we dig into the reflection for the third quarter, let me also just provide a few other reminders. So if you join me at the start of the year, where the series started, you'll recall that I promised to come back for these quarter reviews. And after the first quarter on episode number 53, we reviewed the start of the year and set our aim for April, May, and June. We did the same for the second quarter in episode 64. And I encourage you to set a plan for Q3. And now we find ourselves at the end of this third quarter and facing the last quarter of the year. And again, here we find ourselves, it's a good time to pause, to assess, see how things have been going and figure out how we might want to adapt into this last quarter of the year or just plan for the end of the year to really make it what we want. And if you're joining today and missed prior episodes on the journey, it's totally cool. You don't need to go back. You can just jump in right here. You don't need to do anything. Uh, I'll be able to guide you and you can use these prompts as best serve you. Another reminder is just that this series was also inspired by and coincided with the launch of the Sustainable Ambition 12-Month Workbook Plus Planner, your Life Plus Work Resilience Rx or prescription. So I created this so you could pick it up at any time or given that it is the third quarter or we're entering the last quarter of the year, maybe it's something that you want to get now so you have it for the start of the year. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. I also provide guides on how you could actually use the planner and do it with a group or with a circle if you want to create that. And it might be a great way to support each other along in planning throughout a year. But for today, you don't need the planner. You can just follow along here and you might be out for a walk listening to this Um as many of us do listen to podcasts as we're out walking, you might want to sit down and use this as a reflection time and carve out a little space for yourself. But if you are out walking, just just use your notes app or whatever works best for you in terms of taking some notes and because I'm going to be giving you some reflections. But capture notes wherever you want, a Word doc, a Google doc, Notion, whatever works best for you. So let's finally dig in and review the third quarter. 
And as we go along, I'm going to be giving you some prompts as well, especially early on here. And you may want to pause the podcast, take down some notes, what have you, give yourself a little bit of space uh, to ponder and to wonder. So the first place I'm going to point you is to start by reflecting and looking back at your ambitions for this third quarter. How were you defining personal and professional success for the quarter? Now, many of us actually aren't always very deliberate with making these clear. And I think that's what can sometimes be challenging in actually making things sustainable because we're not aware of making these plans around our ambitions and how much effort we want to put in and then thinking through, okay, well, if that's the case, how am I going to need to support myself this quarter or even over the year? But in this case, just pause and reflect and think about even if you hadn't really gotten those down in detail, reflect on what was important to you this quarter. What had your attention? And then pause and reflect and look back. What happened this past quarter? Really look at your calendar and think about like what took place in July? What took place in August? What took place in September? And this is where reflecting back to what I shared earlier in terms of thinking back in the year, it can often be helpful to just go back and see like, huh, what did happen in July? I had to do this myself. I had to go back and remind myself like, oh yeah, we visited friends at the beginning of July over 4th of July weekend. Oh, that's right. In July, I had that great time where I decided to stay in New York City and make it a workcation <laughs> and visit people there and also get some work done and also get inspired by the city. I mean, it's, this is why time can feel like it goes by quickly. Like we, we often forget what happened in these times. And yet it was only two and a half months ago or so when some of these things took place. So I think it's sometimes really helpful to really reflect and think about, okay, what did happen in July, in August, in September? And then really think about what were energizers and what were drainers. I loved how in episode 71 of the podcast, Leanne Hughes talked about doing this exercise where she actually looked at an entire year and she inspired me to do this as well. And she looked at what was energizing and what was draining in terms of what she saw on her calendar looking back at a year. And it was really informative in terms of where she wanted to spend her time going forward. So think about that. If you look back at your third quarter and think about July, August, and September and see what was on your calendar, what were those energizers? What were those drainers? What does that say to you? And what does it mean in terms of how you might carry forward into this next quarter or even just moving forward overall? And it might be nice to also just reflect and think about like, what were the moments of joy and what were your moments of success? And then finally, a final question, and then I'm going to take you through some ratings, but a final question would be here, like, how did you sustain yourself over the quarter? So when you look back and you think about what all took place, what happened, what was present for you, how did you sustain yourself over the quarter? What actions and activities did you put in place or ways of being? How did you support yourself given everything that was going on or what your ambitions were? And then I'm going to ask you later in just a few minutes to kind of reflect and figure out what worked for you. All right. So all along here, make sure that you're pausing, taking down some reflections. 
And then this next piece, I'm going to give you a lot of things to kind of rate. So give yourself a little bit of space. And again, you may want to listen to me and then, you know, rewind and go back through these again. But I want you to do these as a quick kind of rating scales um, and not overthink it too, too much, but use these as a way to just give yourself a little bit of information. So I want you to rate things on a scale of one to five, one being low and five being high. And just give a sense of where it is on that range from one to five. So here we go. The first one is life satisfaction. How would you rate your life satisfaction for this quarter on a scale of one to five? One being low, five being high. Number two, what was your work satisfaction? How would you rate that? Next is how would you rate sustainable? How sustainable was this quarter for you? One low, five high was highly sustainable. One would be, it was not sustainable. The next, ambition. How would you rate your ambition and how you did against your ambition this quarter? Number five, values. How well did you live according to your values this quarter? How well were you in alignment with your values this quarter? Next is priorities. How well were you able to stay aligned to your priorities this quarter? How did you feel about your pace this quarter? And this is your own assessment of it. Did you rate it? Would you rate it on low? I didn't like my pace. Or would you rate it high? Like I actually felt good about my pace. There's no judgment about like, is it a fast pace or is it a slower pace? It's just how did the pace feel for you? The next one is rate your resilience for this quarter. Did you feel like you were highly resilient? You give it a five or was your resilience low? I'm going to admit my resilience as an example here this quarter was, was a little bit lower and I've been working on that because of that. Next was what is your energy? How would you rate your energy for this quarter? One low versus five high. We're almost done. I'm giving you a long list this time of things to kind of prod you. The next one is productivity. How would you rate your productivity this quarter? Again, was it low? to high. And then the final two, how would you rate your work structures and how you were doing your work and any structures you put in place to support working optimally? Would you rate those work structures low towards the lower end of that scale towards a one or would you put it higher towards a five? And then finally, think about life structures. What life structures? How would you rate those for how they supported you in the third quarter. So go ahead and think about those ratings. And now I'm gonna give you some reflection questions before I share with you what I've learned from this last quarter. So as you ha- think about like your, your scales and how you rated those things, then think back. And again, you're gonna wanna pause, take some notes, but think about what have you learned overall about making life and work more sustainable for yourself? when you reflect back on those elements? What might you have learned about yourself and how you operate best and work best? What's been working for you in supporting you having more life and work sustainability? What's not been working for you? And has there been anything that specifically has been unsustainable where you want to acknowledge that and note it so that you can practice something perhaps or address that going forward into this next quarter. 
And around that, when you reflect back on your skills, everything you've been kind of taking away through this reflection, as you think about starting to point towards the next quarter, what do you want to do differently? Does anything start to come to mind? So I know I threw a lot at there at you there. So again, I encourage you to pause. I encourage you to rewind, kind of step back, listen to those prompts as best supports you. And then I'm going to enter here again and just kind of close this episode, as I said, with some reflections on my own third quarter. I'm actually going to first start broadly and kind of share some some generalized learnings. And then I'm going to share some specific learnings that, again, go back to how I've titled this episode around this idea of really being a dis- having a discernment between this or that. And again, like I said, it might not be this or that. What if it is this and that? So a few broad learnings in terms of what I learned this quarter. As I said, it's been a growth quarter for me in terms of learning. One of those learnings really has been around my own ambitions and how I think about goal setting. And I'm going to get into this in a little bit more in the broad, the other reflections I want to share. But the other lessons for me was, again, just a reminder of how, and I already shared this, just I really appreciate when I pause and I reflect back at how my quarter has gone and what's really made it up and how doing those pauses and really reflecting on these activities, it kind of surprises me how much it really does continue to reflecting on those experiences, continue to build my resilience stores and kind of fill me up in terms of remembering these different experiences that I've had, as I shared earlier. I will say this quarter, I also, one of the learnings for me was that I, by having this focus on sustainability, that I can be more proactive in taking action when I'm feeling like things, when I'm not operating at my best. So I was kind of struggling with my vitality and my energy. So I did some things to get myself re-energized, get myself back on track, like going back to acupuncture, some other things that I needed to do to kind of re get myself just like I said, back on track in terms of my energy and how I was feeling overall. But a few other things that I learned about myself were things like even just recognizing like, ah, I actually do have more tools in my toolbox to deal with some of these things that I'm experiencing than I realize and giving myself some credit for that. Another learning that I've had this year, it's really been over a course of some time, but I'm really starting to recognize it more and I'm taking action on it is that I've been a pretty, I'm a pretty motivated person. I don't usually think that I need a lot of structure to help me get things done. And yet it's been a big learning that my own coach (laughs) called out for me that I actually do in some cases really need and or really just appreciate having structure to help me make progress on something that I'm doing for the first time. And so in this case, I've signed up for a course to help me through something. And this is actually a really big learning for me where I didn't reach out for help soon enough. And so it's not even that I don't think that I need help or that I shouldn't ask for help. It was just um, sometimes when we're doing new things, I don't think we always think that 
we need handholding. Or maybe we think, oh, I can just read that book and reading that book will give me enough or watching some YouTube videos or listening to some podcasts, like that's gonna be sufficient to help me self-teach and get something done. And I think I'm learning for myself. In certain instances, I really need to create what works for me. I'm not saying this is gonna work for everybody, but what works for me is that I need sometimes more structure and guidance uh, and support from experts to help me make the progress that I want to make. Another learning this quarter, which is not new, but it continues to perhaps delight me or just reinforce how important supportive community and people in one's life really, how important that is for all of us to help us in our goals and for sustainability. You know, life is hard. And many of the things that we take on as ambitious people, they're not easy. And you run into roadblocks. And it's, it's just so helpful to have people in your life who champion you, who help you along the way, who give you ideas. And so it just never ceases to surprise me just how helpful that is. And it's something that I continue to kind of learn in many respects, which is why I'm kind of sharing it here. And then the final thing I think I'll just share in this case about learning about myself was also, and this isn't new, but it was kind of, again, sometimes you have these ahas. It's not the first time, but you have them again, where I recognized just in the last couple of weeks, like how lucky I am to have certain people in my life where I get to work with them in some respects or have a conversation with them and how delightful it is. These people in my life, these friends, these people who are like-minded where I can have these really energizing conversations and we can support each other and just how much I enjoy being in those conversations. And so it's a reminder for me when I'm looking to add more joy into my days, it's kind of like, hey, how can I have a conversation with those people in my life that I really love being in conversation with and where we're in my case, like both we're talking about something that just both energizes us. Those are the types of conversations that really get me fired up and are joyful. How can I put more of those into my days? And then for me, the other thing that I want to just call out that I'm going to be doing differently this coming quarter One is just focus. I tend to put a lot on my plate and I still try to get myself to prioritize. And I'm going to continue to put attention there for myself, this idea of focusing. Also, this idea of getting help and seeking expertise, which I already talked about. That's something I'm going to be practicing with this coming quarter. And then some other things I'm going to be practicing with are one, self-compassion, I was just listening to an episode of the We Can Do Hard Things podcast with Glennon Doyle and others. And she had a parenting expert on, I'm going to forget the woman's name right now, but she talked about at the end of the first episode, they did two different episodes about this idea of really being using this phrase of I'm good and. So imagine if you did something you're not so proud of (laughs) and, you know, but this idea of really operating from the standpoint of like, we are all generally good and sometimes we mess up, right? So if we can have a little bit of self-compassion and play with that phrasing, I think that's something really interesting to play with. 
I'm also this uh, quarter going to be practicing with just creativity and creating space for writing and trying to create this as a practice. And then the final thing that I'm going to be playing with and practicing with is just laughter. And I'm a pretty serious person, but one of the things I really appreciate is this idea of like, how can we lighten things up a little bit? And how can I lighten things up for myself by forcing myself to laugh? So I'll give you an example of this. Recently, I had had a day where it had kind of gone off the rails and I'll just admit I had gotten pretty frustrated and I was not in the right headspace. And I had a client call coming up where I didn't want to bring that energy into that conversation. And so I actually Googled really quickly, uh, you know, tell me some jokes. And not surprisingly, Google has something on this. And so I went and I read some jokes and got myself to laugh and it shifted my mindset. So I really appreciated that. And that's something that I'm going to continue to practice with as the quarter goes on. So the other learning that I wanted to share with you to wrap up this episode is this discernment around when to step into this or that. And again, as I continue to say many times, perhaps it isn't this or that. Maybe it is both. So there's this interesting concept that I learned about in the last quarter, actually, which is around this idea of polarity management. And I'll put a link to a video on this topic. I'm not going to go deep on it here. I'm just going to introduce it. But it is this idea that we often look at polarities, these two ends of a spectrum, and we often see them as this problem to be solved as opposed to a problem to be managed or this idea that we need to choose between standing in one of these polarities instead of thinking that perhaps the answer is that it is this and that and that we need to see what is best of both worlds and learn how to bring each of those forward in the moment that it makes sense. So I'll leave it there, but that's kind of this idea. And this is where this idea of discernment around which thing do we need to step into or want to step into at a particular time makes sense. So the first example I'm going to give you around this is this idea of how to think about goal setting. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to go deep on this. I'm just going to share a personal example. So in one sense, one of my values that I really appreciate is achievement. I, I do tend to be goal-oriented. But sometimes that goal orientation hasn't worked for me and it wasn't working for me. Um, It hasn't been really working for me all this year. (laughs) And it certainly, it wasn't working for me in this last quarter. And yet I still appreciate having goals, but it just hasn't been working for me quite as well. The other place that I really lean into, and you've probably heard me talk about this, is around values and living uh, according to our values. And I really buy into what Fred Kaufman wrote about in his work around conscious business, where he talks about this concept of success beyond success and success beyond success being when we live into our values. And I really love that concept and have embraced it. And so what happened for me this quarter was that I kept looking towards like, well, where do I want to get to? What is this goal I want to achieve? And it was just elusive. I wasn't getting anywhere and I wasn't getting clarity. And it, frankly, I was finding it just quite frustrating. 
And the shift became when I let go of that. And I said, what if I just oriented my activities towards my values? And everything opened up in that moment. So I ended up asking myself again, like if I just lived my values this quarter, what does that look like? And it ended up just being a way more empowering approach. That was really this big unlock for me. And so that's what I kind of focused on. Like, what would it look like if I leaned into growth and learning, into creativity, into vitality? And that became my orientation and my direction. So again, just to say, sometimes we need to discern between our different ways of operating. You know, do I want to be being achievement oriented right now? Or is it helpful to shift towards this orientation towards values? Another thing that resonates with this around this is was another thing that I learned about, which were these mind traps that we can get into. And in this case, you know, I'm trying to control something, you know, what can I make happen? And and if I stepped in instead, the idea is here is to shift and to think about like, well, what can I enable instead of trying to make something happen? What can I enable? And again, it's a different just discerning between which one I want to be stepping into. So that was one area where I was playing with this discernment. A second area where I was playing with this discernment and came up this quarter was around this idea of like allowing for freedom of thinking, going with the flow or following a thread of thinking versus when I should be directing my attention and being really focused and not allowing my mind to just wander. And I really often do dance between these two states. I really appreciate and frankly crave this time of creative kind of exploration and giving myself that space. And yet I've said before on the podcast, it's not uncommon for me to get into a focused orientation where I'm like, I got to go get shit done, right? So where I'm directing my attention. And what's interesting about this too is it's kind of, you know, you need this discernment of when you need one versus the other. And yet both are actually quite aligned with being productive in a sense. I know that's a weird thing to say, but there's a lot of good evidence around the importance of either taking breaks or mind wandering. We talked about this with Jenny Ippel in podcast episode number 55, And she wrote this book on strategic inaction. But she talks about, and we talk about in the episode, uh, this idea of the importance of allowing one's mind to wander. And there's a lot of research around this too. But one piece of research that I want to kind of pull forward, if it gives you more permission to allow yourself and your mind to wander, is there is research that people have done that actually suggests that Mind wandering often is purposeful in that it is often motivated by our goals, that our brain often starts to wander around and and think about our goals. And so it's not always that mind wandering is so um, free, if you will, and not goal oriented or directed. So Zachary Irving, who is an assistant professor at the University of Virginia, he is a philosopher of cognitive science. And he had this to say, quote, my solution to the puzzle, this puzzle of the purposeful wanderer, 
is this. Mind wandering is purposeless in one way. It is unguided, but purposeful in another. It is frequently caused and thus motivated by our goals. So I just appreciated digging into this because again, sometimes when I allow myself to kind of give myself that creative space and allow myself to have my mind wander, I can sometimes get upset with myself and can kind of say, oh my gosh, I just wasted in quotes three hours. And yet that time is actually very important for me, both personally, because I personally need that spacious thinking time. I'm kind of wired that way. And when I don't give myself that space, I actually can get quite irritated. I don't feel as good. Uh, And though it also is wonderful to kind of hear this research where it actually says, again, that mind wandering is both purposeless and purposeful. So it just kind of gives me that, that permission to step into that. And again, for me to just be clear on this discernment between when is it time to allow myself that space? And when is it time for me to be more directive in focusing my attention? And I offer that just for you to potentially play with those spaces too. When is it time for you to kind of give yourself for that spaciousness? And when is it time to give yourself that focused attention? I think both are really important. The final discernment I want to bring forward between this or that or this and that is around when is it time to think versus when is it time to do? And I had Art Markman on back on episode 66. And this is one of those articles that I said at that time, like I keep seeing art pop up and uh, this was one of them. And that's why I wanted to have him on. He puts a lot of great content out there. And he had this great article about, you know, we are wired at times to be motivated to think and we are motivated to do. And it's helpful to discern between those. We really have a thinking system and he writes a doing system and we're generally only capable of using one at a time. So it is actually helpful to be discerning around when is it time for? Is it time to think or is it time to do? And in this article, he give, he talks about, for example, if it's time to think, you know, how do you give yourself space? It goes back to just what I talked about. Did I give myself space for that thinking for time, you know, mind wandering as opposed to, you know, do I need to give my, you know, give myself some focused attention to go do. He talks about this idea, you know, if you need to act, you know, oftentimes when we're at work, we're sitting that's kind of more of a thinking stance. Um, And he says, like, if you need to act, it's actually helpful to get your body moving and that can get you motivated to get into action. And then his final tip in the article talks about playing with deadlines to help you with one or the other. That if, you know, you pull forward a deadline, that can actually, for many of us, get you to move, right? Oh my gosh, that's now due at the end of tomorrow. I better get that done. As opposed to if you feel like you need thinking time, moving that deadline out actually gives you that spaciousness. So I just really appreciated that discernment too. When is it time to think versus when is it time to do? And how do we actually play with how we motivate ourselves to do one or the other? And I loved how Art shared some tips on that. So those were some of my lessons from Q3. And again, I'm just sharing in case it's helpful for you guys to kind of hear somebody else going through this. I'm being transparent and vulnerable and honest and sharing some of my experiences and hoping it helps you. 
Now, I'd encourage you to perhaps go back, re-listen to the beginning of the prompts if you haven't finished those and pause to reflect for yourself. Even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes, give yourself that thinking time, that spaciousness and reflect on your third quarter. You know, what do you want to honor? What do you want to take away? What do you want to acknowledge for yourself? And what learning do you want to take forward into this last quarter of the year? So I'll leave it there and then come back for part two. Well, we'll plan for the last quarter of the year together. And I appreciate you being here with me today to do this quarter check-in as part of the continuation of this series. Again, I know my goal for the year, along with all of you, is really to make it one that is more sustainable while remaining engaged and ambitious on my own terms. So I hope this series is supporting you in that goal for yourself as well. As always, if you have any feedback for me or want to let me know how this has worked for you, send me an email at podcastsustainableambition.com. Or you can send me an email if you have a listener question you'd like me to address, or if you have ideas on topics you want to hear about here on the podcast. As I've been sharing, I have a new page as well, where you can send me a voice note or a question or any of the things I just talked about. And you can go and find that at bit.ly slash podcast dash ask. So I hope to hear you there. And also, you know, I'm starting to think about the end of the year podcasts where I'll probably do some solo shows and also the beginning of next year. And if there is anything that would be helpful for you to hear about in building a more sustainable life and work, you know, let me know, you know, are there things you're wondering about or where you're challenged, where you could um, have some tips. Then I'll also just remind you, if you want to start planning for the end of the year or the beginning of next year, I should say, and you want to think about the workbook and planner to go along, you know, to have that as a resource for you. Again, you can learn more about that at sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. All right. Thanks again for being here, everyone. I hope you'll come back to join me for part two for planning our fourth quarter together. In the meantime, have a wonderful day and I'll look forward to being with you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.